everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Women in Tech SEO podcast. I'm Marie Jabali. I am the founder of Women in Tech SEO. Today's episode is all about schema. And joining me today is the brilliant Beth Barnum, who is the technical SEO specialist at Liberty Marketing. Hey, Beth. Hey, Reach. Thanks for having me. This season is sponsored by Navos. Navos, the London-based e-commerce SEO agency, has won multiple awards for its e-commerce SEO campaigns, including Best Global SEO Agency of the Year, two years running, working with brands like Bloom and Wild and Not on the High Street. They are running an exclusive Shopify SEO roundtable for e-commerce leaders on September the 23rd, with limited spaces available. If you are interested, reach out to them via thisisnovos.com or message their co-founder, Antonio Wedrill, on LinkedIn. Yeah, we were literally just saying, I'm so excited that we had a pitch come through about Schema. So thank you for pitching yourself forward. No, that's cool. It's really exciting. And it's one of my um, favorite topics in SEO. So anybody who, who knows me will know that I talk about it a lot because it's just really fun. And I like to just have have a lot of fun with it really that's all there all there is to say <laughs> I love that so can you tell us a little bit more about you and how you got into the world of SEO yeah sure so I'm a technical SEO specialist at Liberty Marketing based in Cardiff at the moment um but I've got an agency background so uh when I finished uni I knew that I wanted to work in digital marketing but wasn't really sure where so I kind of you know digital marketing is is kind of a massive sphere isn't it so I went to an agency um which had like a graduate style scheme. Um, and I worked through PPC, content, social media, and SEO. And originally I thought that social media was going to be what I wanted to do. And ironically, I hate it now. So uh, <laughs> I found SEO was something that I, I really enjoyed. I liked understanding how people got to where they did online without having to kind of pay for it. So I, I knew I didn't really want to focus on that element of it. Uh, when I was in that agency and then kind of I, I just kind of you know it paved the way as a lot of SEOs say and you just kind of find your find your way then I worked at another couple of agencies before I ended up at Liberty um, and Liberty is kind of I've carved out my my technical side which is something that I love uh, and I just want to get as much kind of exposure and understanding of tech as I can so that's why the the women in tech seo is is brilliant as well because it gives you that exposure to to other women in the industry but also there's a lot of chat with the tech side of things as well so it's 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 really perfect yeah and how do you find working agency side well i can't really compare it with anything because i've only really worked agency side uh apart from other non-digital jobs so i love it i love the variety um and my my mind is really busy so I like the fact that I can work in one industry in the morning, another in the afternoon, and I get that exposure to all different industries and I learn loads of different things that I wouldn't do before. So I like that. And I just like the kind of the difference and and speaking with clients and just having like-minded people around. Um, Sometimes you don't get in-house if it's a smaller team. So that's kind of my, my reason for agency. Um, but yeah, it's quite biased because I've only ever really been in agency. So yeah, I, I did agency for five years before moving in house, and yeah. I, there's so much that you learn when you're agency side. I don't think you get. I, I always with SEOs who are starting out, for example, I always advise them to definitely start out agency side 
because yeah. you're just going to pick up so much. And as you said, like the variety of different websites and industries and projects that you can work on, you, you don't get that exposure when you're in-house. Totally. And I worked for an agency that was really small before um, before my, my current job. And that was more of a digital marketing role. Um, so it gave me exposure to kind of account management, um, different types of content and social. So it really told me what I did like and what I didn't like. So then that kind of led me to a bigger agency where I could just focus on on one area. So, yeah, I think it's good. And speaking of, you know, people who are starting out, like what advice would you give specifically to women who are starting out in the industry? Um, I think... I think it would just be to if if you know that digital is something that you want to do, um, just read a lot, get in touch with. Um, there's a lot of communities out there. Obviously, women in tech is one, but there's a, there's a lot that um, there's a lot of resources. Twitter is a great place to start as well. There's a lot of people on SEO Twitter that will help you uh, if you've got a, got a problem or you want to learn more or you want to just understand a certain issue or how to get into the industry. Um, but I think the biggest thing, maybe I think probably for women, is to be happy in knowing that you can do it. So even if you start out and you don't know anything, because we've all been there uh, and I was guilty of it when I first started out. I, I looked at people in the industry and I, I looked at people at Brighton SEO and I thought, you know, I'm, I don't know anything because, you know, the, these people know know everything. They're doing all these talks and... I think the I think one thing to remember is just that everybody starts somewhere and you have to you have to believe in yourself that you're going to get better even if you don't know what you know what you think you should know you probably know more than that as well um so just stick with it and if you're really interested in digital then it'll come because there's so much to learn so much to know that you can just get involved in it and it will just you soak up the knowledge as it comes because I think I think we're all learning aren't we um, I don't think everybody knows knows anything um, that there is to know about Google. It just <laughs> it changes every day. I think sometimes we we question it ourselves, don't we? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we're always learning, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. There's never a day that I think, oh, I, well, I knew that. I didn't need to get out of bed this morning because I knew that. You know, I learn something every day. As cliche as that sounds. Great. So we're here to talk about all things schema. And I think just for people who might be fairly new to the topic, um, it would be good to get an introduction behind what is schema and how is it used across the web? Cool. So schema is a form of structured data, um, which you can use on your website to make it reachable uh, and to help to communicate the intent of your page to search engines and crawlers. It helps in user experience and intent. So it serves the relevant information that you're trying to convey. in a readable format um, and search engines are getting smarter and smarter every every day so they love anything that's smart and they can help their machine learning techniques and anything that they're trying to improve on um, and it's it's important that uh, schema is a form of structured data and structured data can be in any form including rdfa microdata and json ld but google and other major search engines prioritize sites that use json ld and supports available for for that particular type. So there is a lot of action that's needed in the industry to kind of upgrade and and translate that. But there's a lot of websites that don't use structured data at all. I think the stat is something like 33% of sites that don't actually use it. And it's a really beneficial piece of code that you can put on your site because it can tell, as I said, it can tell 
search engines and crawlers exactly what the intent of your page is. So if somebody is searching for uh, a recipe or asking a question, it kind of says that search says to um, to Google and then your site says, you know what, I've got the answer. You can show them this in a little snippet. And that's essentially what, what it does. It's just providing the right information for the right intent for the right search. Yeah, yeah, that's a really, really good way to summarize it. And, you know, what what are some of the common types and properties of schema that you, you tend to come across, especially when you're working agency side, so you deal with a lot of different types of websites? Yeah, I think organization is the most basic, um, and that is one that we see a lot. Uh, an organization, for anybody who doesn't know, is essentially marking up what the organization is. So name, address, um, CEO, what the company does, the services, all that kind of stuff is within that type of organization but best practice is to have that on one page of the site so whether that's the contact page or the home page what whatever's relevant for that particular site but a lot of websites that we see have them have it on every single page consequently google doesn't know which page is your organization page or whether it's a product page or how to differentiate so it's really important that when auditing a site which i think we'll get onto in a little while is to to know the intent of a page and what schema is going to going to suit that purpose and then that's what's going to help you get a rich snippet or something in the in the SERPs. Yeah and I think you know that that touches nicely into this idea of well how can we measure you know what, what type of metrics should we be looking out for when it comes to we've let's say we've implemented schema and now I want to know okay what metrics should I be benchmarking against or monitoring? So I think just looking at the SERPs for a particular, if you've got a particular long tail phrase, so if you want to know an FAQ question that's really popular um, amongst searchers and you want to fit in that top into that top snippet, you can analyse the SERPs to see whether there's a featured snippet that's taken, whether there's an opportunity there, how hard the opportunity is. And you can do that in uh, keyword monitoring tools, the SEO monitor and SEMrush do it quite well. So it can tell you exactly where there's a gap on there. And then what you can do is you can take that data and you can say, okay, we've got this FAQ page. Is it going to work? Do we have a keyword volume that's going to match this? And what's our chances of, of doing well here? But it is important to note that it's not a ranking factor. So at the moment that we know about. So you might do all of this work, but it's not going to increase your rankings, but it might give you a featured snippet. So that's kind of the important balance that we're trying to make there. Um, so you might appear higher up kind of first for, for those snippets and the different types of SERP, but you're not going to, your rankings aren't going to improve. Yeah. And at what point should websites or clients in general start prioritizing the idea of implementing schema? Is it, is, it, um, is it one of those quick wins that can be looked at, you know, at the start of a project? Or is it something that, like, your type of bonus points that you can do after implementing a lot of foundational stuff? I think it's it's predominantly after the foundational stuff. So I, I would always say, get you know, build the foundations, get that keyword research, understand where you're going to distribute those keywords to make sure that the, the intent of each page is exactly as you would want it to be or exactly as searchers would want it to be rather um, and you can do you can there's so many different ways of finding out that intent um, using keyword research tools using the NLP tool from Google uh, and making sure that you've got that kind of nailed before you try 
add in schema. Um, you can add schema, but you probably won't see the benefit of it if the pages aren't optimized for whatever the intent is. I think that's the key thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way to to put it. Where it's you know it, it's something that can be done, and it, it is it, it's quite it it could be for some websites quite low effort, but then they're not really going to be able to see you know the the advantage or the benefit from doing it if the foundation isn't there. Yeah, absolutely. There are a few quick wins and it might work for some clients, but in a classic SEO kind of situation, it does depend on the client. Um, and if if the website has some good foundations and you think, yeah, they've got a really good FAQ page and people are actually searching for this if it's a well-known brand, then absolutely go in and do that. But if it's not a well-known brand and you know, it's a strategy to work on the SEO, then work on the SEO first, see where you where you go in. And then that's something that you can add in at a later date. And uh, let's say, you know, brand new client, brand new project. Um, how do you go about auditing a website schema? So initially, I would do a full tech audit for the client if they were brand new. Um, and I'd find out what's going on with the site. Uh, I'd never say I'd never suggest some schema without doing, you know, I guess it's like, going to the mechanic and him not looking under the bonnet you kind of have to have a look at everything don't you um to make sure that everything is working um or not working as the case may be and where there's opportunity so that would be my first port of call and then after that I would do a full audit of the schema so I'd pull a crawl from either screaming frog or sightbulb um and I'd have a look where structured data is present on the site, whether there's any errors, whether there's any warnings, what the type is. So if it's microdata or RDFA or anything else, whether there's any problems with that. Um, and then I'd pull out the URLs that have anything that isn't JSON-LD and I'd pass that on to the client or the developer um, and say, this is something that we need to convert if it's relevant for that client. And then anything that is an error, I'd have a look at the code just to see what the error is and why the tools are saying that. Um, and usually when this is the case, I'd look manually on the page as well and go through the structured data tool and the rich snippets tool and also the validator on schema.org. And I just make sure that basically all the tests are telling me the same thing. And if there's a problem, then I will go through the code and see what the problem is and see if there's something that we can quickly fix um, and then tell, tell the client what the situation is there. And then once that's finished, or if there's no problems, I would then go through each URL. Um, so I'd pull the the call from um, one of the tools and pick up where schema isn't present on the site and where there's a, an opportunity. So if it's an e-com site and there's a lot of products on there, is there a possibility to have products schema on there? Is there a category page where we could put collection page schema on there? uh an FAQ page and all of these different things and I'd I'd look through the search gallery to make sure that I'm not missing out on anything that potentially I haven't thought about and I'd always just you know look at all the resources that are available just to make sure and then I'd get right in um well probably by this time I would consult the client and then get right in once once everything was was good and then after that uh, once I'd written it I'd test it and and speak to the client about how we're going to implement it which i think we're we're going to go on to yeah and when you're working with clients um, again touching just on the point that when you do that agency side it can feel a little bit challenging sometimes to be able mm -hmm. to get buy-in 
for uh, not just for the implementation, but even for conducting signing off retainer and time to you know conduct the audit and have engineers from the client side updating the schema. How how can you get that buy in and how can you get that sign off? Um, emphasizing the importance of, of making these changes? Yeah, it can be really difficult, but I always use examples. So if I've got a particular client in a particular industry and I've got an example of what it looks like, so whether that's a client of mine already or if I just look at the SERPs just to see what's what's out there, I'll just show the client what they could look like. Um, and sometimes I'll just muck up a bit, of, a bit of code really quickly and I'll put it through the Google rich results test and that actually gives you spit out what your website would no, sorry, not your website, what your schema would look like in the SERPs. And you can actually just take a, a screenshot of that and show the client, look, this is your FAQ page in a um, an accordion on the, on the SERPs or whatever it might be. And that really helps them to see and to visualize it. And so what I like to do is is to give clients as much visual as, as possible, because sometimes these clients, you know, they're just um, in the world of their brand or marketing or whatever role they've got maybe they're just a manager they're not technically minded maybe they're not totally focused on seo because they're digital marketing as an umbrella or something like that so to go to them and say yeah i think we should put schema on the site they're going to say what are you talking about so it's just really important to give them that visual and say this is what it could be this is why we use it um, and this is how it's going to help you potentially um, using case studies or examples from the SERP that we can see already. Yeah, I, I, this is such a great idea. And I think, you know, the more the more visual it is, um, the more the, the client can actually understand, you know, this is what they're currently missing out on and this is yeah. what they could potentially have. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good idea. And also, I guess, being agency side as well, you probably have a number of case studies where, you know, other clients through implementing this have managed to achieve you know, that number of featured snippets, things along those lines that you can definitely bring up and mention. Yeah, totally. And there's a lot of examples that we can we can kind of mock up. Um, so on our team, we're quite lucky to have a couple of guys who are quite technical. So if I need a hand with anything um, or if I don't have specific capacity, um, I can always, you know, go to the team and just shout. Um, so it's our team kind of dynamic like is really good like that so we kind of share that as well so if they've had a client that's done really well um but I've not had one in this specific area but I'm still trying to maybe do a pitch or work uh with a client to to get that buy-in I can always work with with someone from our team which is really nice because you, you don't always get that so it's very lucky yeah and I'm sure even the client would appreciate it at one point right because not all some clients are smaller than others and some don't have a lot of technical resource from their end so it's like the more the more support and the more recommendation and the more detail we can provide with these recommendations the better exactly yeah that's it and it's it's great to see um when we work with clients and if particularly those who aren't as technical minded it's nice to see the the, the account grow because they trust us to do that and that's what it's all about i guess when you when you've got an agency um and having that relationship is really important and, and that trust is something that you just can't take for granted. And so on the point of implementing schema then, so, you know, we, we have our recommendations, we've uh, we've gotten buy-in, the client know what more or less what they're signing up for and and hoping, you know, that this is what will come from it. What Whether it's us who do some of the implementation or we're giving complete scope 
to the client of how they would implement it. How, how do we go about implementing schema? It depends on the CMS, to be honest. Um, so you can get integrations for, for every different type of CMS. So schema plugins um, on WordPress. And I think the CMS, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, that supports advanced custom fields. So you can create a basically a code box where you can just drop your code in and it will just auto-upload into the into the main code of the page's body. Um, you can do that in, in WordPress. And honestly, it's escaping me, the, the other ones that you can. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure Shopify have a number of like their own custom plugin type of CMSs as well. Yeah, they've got a custom implementation where it's a little bit more technical on their side. So you can't just copy and paste. You've got to kind of go into the liquid file, uh, I think it is in Shopify. And then you've got to create a new text file and then you've got to paste it in and then so I think some clients get a bit scared about that um so that's always good if we have a relationship with their developers just to guide them through that process and that's because us as an agency we don't provide that kind of implementation if it's if they've got a developer because we don't it kind of overlaps and we don't really want to do that with with somebody who's already got a developer in place if that makes sense so we would always liaise with their developers um, and build that relationship up so for any client that we that we work with we always have a conversation with their developers have a call um, an intro to to everyone know who what everyone's roles are um, so this is beyond schema just anything that we're working on uh, and just make sure that everybody knows what's happening so if you do have a good developer relationship it's really important just to have a chat with them email them ask them if they can do it for you because those relationships are you know invaluable to making getting the results for the client which is why you're both there anyway and the developers can then either create a a custom field for you um for you to do it in the future if that's something that they can do and is within their remit and time scale for the project or you can ask them on a monthly basis or quarterly basis to upload it directly into the code of the page um, that you want it to go for. Or you can do it. You can tag it up on, on Tag Manager and you can use it. You can just paste in the code directly or you can create a template to have a dynamic change. So every time the page changes, if you've got multiple recipes or multiple products on the site, you can have it to change. It's a bit like the old structured data highlighting tool don't you don't know if you remember that Mm -hmm. yeah from years ago and you could just go in and just just paste over what you wanted to highlight and it's kind of the same thing but just as it all dynamically via a tag so it's less messy yeah and what what are some of the best ways Uh, so let's say it went ahead it's been implemented and now you're doing your checks and your tests to make sure that it's actually been implemented right what are some of the best ways to do that it's worth mentioning, I would always test it before it goes to the client and to the developer and make sure that you've got a screenshot of it working on your side, just in case anything goes over to the client and is, I don't know, translated wrongly, an extra character goes in there when, when it's uploaded or anything. So you've just got that, well, you know, well, it was working when I did it kind of thing. Just make sure you've got that. Um, and then you can you can show the client that you've done your tests um, and something's happened in in transit and to avoid that if I am sending something to a client I will always do it in a text file because you're less likely to have any copy and paste errors so I never put code in an email 
because you never know what else will get pasted in there. But then once it's once it's gone live, uh, I'll always get an email from the uh, the client, and I'll just go in and test it using the structured data testing tool. Um, well, actually, that's been deprecated now. So it's the validator on schema. So validator.schema.org. I'll just put in the URL and check it there. I'll also check it that it's coming through on on Screaming Frog. Um, and if it's a rich snippet that I'm trying to go for, I'll I'll have a look on the rich snippet test as well. And just I'll just test all of these, make sure that everything is saying what it should. Uh, and then I'll kind of give it the green light back to the client that everything's cool. And then we'll move on to the next the next round of whatever we're doing. Yeah. And uh, we mentioned quite a few tools, I think, over the last 20 minutes or so. Um, do you have, it's like, these are your essential tools that you always use, whether you're auditing or monitoring or testing, like things that you would absolutely not be able to do any kind of schema checks without? I think Screaming Frog is is up there for me because it's just so versatile and I can check other things whilst I'm there. Um, but I also like to run a site through Sitepool at the same time, just because there's different features on there and different things that I can find out. And I just, you know, I like to have two, two sets of data just to just to see. Um, I really like the JSON LD playground. And if you're very new to code or you want to learn how to code, it's really good because you don't need any prior knowledge. You can just paste in some code that you've either found on the schema website and you can that will help you figure out where um, different types should go, whether you've got a, a comma out of place or whatever it might be, it will tell you and it will give you some hints. So it won't say, oh, you need to move this from line 31. It will say you've got a problem here's kind of where it is and you have to figure it out yourself so I think it's a really good way to learn I'm a fan of using if I'm if I need to do something really quickly and I don't have I like to keep my own templates um that I've got but if I don't have them to hand I've used the templates on um I think it's on technicalseo.com and they're really handy but I would never say to somebody to to use a template when they're learning because I think you need to learn what each type means and what you, what it's talk, how it talks to one another in code. If you don't want to learn schema and you're just trying to you're just trying to provide something for someone, by all means use it. I'm not trying to you know gatekeep here and and say definitely don't use those kind of sites. But it's always good just to learn and to and to do some reading and test it out. I think my my go to is going to a code editor and just making mistakes um but don't make those mistakes on a client's website because that wouldn't be good just yeah. make sure you're <laughs> just make sure you you're testing everything and playing around even if you set up a google tag manager container see how you can implement it on like a dummy site you can i think you can still use the um demo account on on tag manager i think that's still yeah. available you can connect that to the analytics account and you can you can have a play around and just have a look at what's working what's not working uh, and that's the way that i i learned it because i had no prior knowledge i didn't even know what json was to be fair when i first started out in in digital and i just spent loads of my time figuring it out because that's what i like to do i do I spend my evenings doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any favorite resources or uh, pieces of readings or articles or even talks that you've attended that kind of gave you a lot of inspiration behind, you know, how to get started on this? Um, on, to be quite honest, I can't remember how I stumbled across Schema. I, on, I wish I could, but I can't remember what, how I found it. I just did one day and thought, oh, this is cool. 
Um, and I just read loads of stuff about it. Um, I, I have been to a couple of talks. So I think I've been to or I've seen the ski map talks with I think I think it's Martha who does yeah, those. Martha. Yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just kind of reading around. I look at the search gallery on Google. I have alerts set up for when things change, when things get added, so I know what's new and what we can play around with. Um, and I remember actually early on in in my career, I came across when the, they first launched the job posting type for schema. And it was really cool because it was in beta and I was working on a recruitment website at the time and uh, I tested it out and I was just playing around, figuring out how I could test, how I could have this site with, with all these jobs on there. And uh, I, I remember the first time I saw my one of my job posts in google jobs and i was just like oh that's cool and i think from then that was probably one of the first times that i thought you know what if you can do this you can see the results so it's like anything in seo if you if you do the the behind the scenes work and then you get the number one ranking it's kind of kind of fuels you to learn more and do more and and all that kind of thing yeah i love that and yeah and thanks so much for sharing all this i mean super comprehensive and we we covered so much in the last 20 25 minutes or so so if people want to reach out for to you or have more questions or learn more about you what's the best way to do so uh on twitter so you can get me on twitter i'm at beth barnum yeah um, i'm happy to have a chat or to you know answer any questions or if you want to talk more about schema or anything seo I'm, I'm happy to do so awesome well thanks so much beth and it was it was such a pleasure having you and learning um lots about schema from from your end and from your perspective and especially just kind of diving as well into the agency perspective behind it and how you because it, it's not just about you you know having those audits and analysis come out but more importantly it's also about how you can communicate those and how you um, do that across a number of stakeholders so thanks so much for sharing all of that that's that's fine I've had a really good time so thanks for inviting me it's been really yeah fun. definitely and and thanks everyone for joining us you know we're out with a new episode every Tuesday um, and every Tuesday we chat with a brand new brilliant woman on a new SEO topic um, so you can find this episode and all episodes on women in tech SEO forward slash podcast. Um, we will add um, all everything mentioned and the transcript is in the show notes. Um, so please do subscribe. Um, and we look forward to, you know, hearing your feedback. If, if you have any feedback or any reviews at all, just, just let us know. But yeah, huge thanks, Beth. It was great having you with us. That's cool. Thank you so much. Thank you.